Hey guys, welcome to the Touchdown Table podcast. We've got a fun slate of topics to discuss in this episode. So Tyler, tell us what we're doing first. All right. Well, as normal, I usually say the same kind of stuff, but we're going to talk about some NFL stuff. We got some good storylines this week, and then talk about some college football at the end, and hopefully we'll get a live um, rankings reaction from us. But we'll see if that's going to happen. We can't guarantee that. But you know, let's start it off with a big storyline. We don't have any undefeated teams anymore because the Pittsburgh Steelers lost on Monday night to the Washington football team. Yeah, and I'd like to make a, a public apology to the, for the touchdown table right here. Thank you. Because if you watched our video that came out today, uh, if you haven't, it's our picks for a week 13 are we going into? We're yeah, going yeah, into 14. 14. We're going to 14, oh dear. Uh, but it's our picks for week 14, and um, we assumed the Steelers were going to win this game. Yeah. We were saying how, okay, they're playing the Bills, and you know what? They're going to hand their first loss uh, by the Bills, and we made that video Sunday night, actually during halftime of that game. And then we sit down, watch the game on Monday, and the Steelers lose. So Steelers are more Washington, we should say, but also Steelers fans and really all fans around the league watching our vi- that video. We're sorry for the assumption. We just thought they were going to win. Everyone was surprised. Uh, but, yeah, it was a, a big shock, a big surprise. And uh, Washington, we'll talk about them and the NFC East in a second, but watch out for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was surprised, but in no way I was shocked because – We've seen Washington has been improving week after week at this point. And we've been saying on this podcast and on our YouTube channel, the Steelers are not that good of a team to have been an undefeated team. It was a matter of time before um, something happened where they eventually dropped a game. And especially with their style of play, how they use their receivers for like five-yard passes, it seems like, on every play, and they can't really get much of a run game going on offense. It's tough to win games no matter how good their defense is, which, by the way, is extremely good, but um, I I don't think this is like the Steelers stink now. This is just the Steelers dropped a game. They know they should have won. They're still a good team. But they fumbled the bag. Yeah, I, I mean they well, should. They, they picked the bag. <laughs> <laughs> they, you want to, you want to put it that way. They lost to a pretty good team in the Washington Football Team. Also, I might mention, but we'll talk about it in a second. We'll talk about that next, as um Jordan said. But what are your guys' opinions on? That Steelers lost 11-1 and now. Yeah, a couple of things I have to say about it is obviously unexpected for the way we talked about it during our video. And also even just a lot of people, you know, probably thought Pittsburgh was going to lose. But I don't think there were many that thought this was going to be the week. And, you know, Pittsburgh should have won that game. Their receivers were dropping passes. You know, the run game was non-existent and they couldn't come through in the end when it mattered most. So you lost the game, but, I mean, Pittsburgh has been through a lot lately. Is it three games in 12 days or something? And mm-hmm. Washington hadn't played since Thanksgiving. So yeah. there's the rest factor, and especially this late in the season, that is something that should be looked at. I get that, but still, that's a sub-500 team coming into your stadium. Pittsburgh knows it. They should have won that game. Like I said, even if um, people didn't think they were going to go undefeated, um, I don't think many people expected this to be the one that they dropped. Uh, but honestly, for Washington, like Tyler was saying, you know, they have gotten better. And honestly, it's just, you know, it's a good story because you have Alex Smith. Um, I think he's the comeback player of the year already playing well. He's not just getting out of the field. He's an NFL quarterback again. He's, you know, getting close to what he was before the injury, which is just so great to see. And I'm going to say it. I think if this Washington football team gets to the playoffs, that Ron Rivera should seriously be considered for coach of the year. When you look at what he's gone through, what his team's gone through, the, you know, cultural issues that, you know, he had to deal with at, earlier this year, there were some you know, not so good things happening in that organization. So I'm going to say that right now. And even if they don't make the playoffs, I still think his name should be thrown in there because what he's done with that organization and how he's actually, you know, made this season, um, you know, 
gotten a lot of positives out of this season. He's made a, a decent year for Washington, and their playoff hopes are alive and well as we're making this. So I think Ron Rivera should absolutely be thrown into that Coach of the Year conversation, um, especially if they make the playoffs. But even right after this win, I think you got to think about it more. And for Pittsburgh, you still control your own destiny because that loss was not a conference loss, so you still have, you still have the one seed for the moment. Yeah, and Ryan, I just wanted to uh, make a comparison. You were talking about how uh, with Ron Rivera, he could win Coach of the Year if he makes the playoffs. Well, the Steelers played them in the game. We obviously know that. And it was similar last year with the Steelers with Mike Tomlin because if they made the playoffs with the losses that they had, they lost Big Ben, they lost some. A lot of people around that team, it was not really going well for the Steelers last year. If they were able to make the playoffs, I think a lot of people would have thought that Mike Tomlin would have got that award. Yeah. And it's very similar with Ron Rivera, maybe even better for Ron Rivera just because Mike Tomlin didn't go through cancer and all that stuff. Yeah. And Ron Rivera did. This is his first year being there. And, uh, it, you know, it's incredible what we've seen from this team. Um, and But I just wanted to say one more thing about the Steelers, and Brandon has something to say. I'll let him uh, add on to it after. Steelers, you guys are still a Super Bowl caliber team. Maybe not the number one Super Bowl caliber team. I'd say maybe three. Most people would agree with me, I guess. Uh, but, but you're still a pretty darn good team. I think that defense is absolutely a Super Bowl caliber team. You've lost some parts to it, which is just, I mean, it's not good, but it's part of football. Uh, and that offense I kind of needs to get a little bit better. Ben Roethlisberger talked about it last week against the Ravens, who did not have Lamar Jackson. They lost their second string in RG3, and they had Trace McSorley had to come in and play. That defense for the Ravens is all banged up. And the Steelers built, still basically barely won that game. And Ben Roethlisberger, after the game, he was interviewed. He said, I'm not happy with the way I play today. I need to get better. And he didn't get good enough in this game. And I think he knows that his team is not playing good enough. He doesn't care if he was undefeated after that Ravens game. He wanted to get better. He knew that something like this could happen in the future. And you know what? We thought it was going to happen in week 14. It happened here in week 13. The Steelers got their first loss. Exactly. But I, I just want to flip back to the, the Washington football team, as they're now called. But... And can, I, can I butt in real quick? I just want to say something. It's not not about, like, I just wanted to say uh, the, the Washington football team was seriously considering keeping that name. Honestly, I'm on board with it. Yeah. I'm on board with I, it. I, I, I'm, they, I'm on the fence. They can I don't keep know. The, I mean, it, I'm okay with them changing the name, but I love the logo. I think the I like the, really oh, cool. the logo. Yeah, I like the I w, think the jerseys no. are really cool. Yes, I, I honestly that. think that they could, if they seriously can consider keeping it, I think it would be cool. Now, if they changed it to something else and kept the logo, yeah. I think that would be that that'd be the best scenario. But I really do like how the team looks. Anyways, that yeah. was just maybe put something in the background of the W, kind of like yeah, I do like um, that W logo though. You're yeah. right, and yeah. their jerseys are cool. If they did change the name, I think the Sentinels would be a good name too. That'd be, that'd be yeah. decent. There's been a lot. I like the uh, what yeah. was the, it was like the, the plane. Yeah, the plane. Red tails. Yeah, yeah, the red yeah. tails. Like that'd, that that'd be nice. Um, but no, I I just wanted to flip it back to the Washington football team. Yeah. Oh, also, just one more side note. The reason why I hate the Washington football name for two reasons. One, you really kind of. Oh, it definitely was just not. It, it, there was, was no lousy name, name to start with. with. I, yeah. I think I, what they they wanted to have it were one year they didn't have to make this big decision because so much had happened so quickly. So they said we'll be the football team this year. We'll figure it out yeah. later. But if they're succeeding, sometimes <clears throat> the traditions like the name and the logo and yeah. the yeah. helmets and the jerseys that that can be something that you know keeps a team in rhythm as weird yeah. as it sounds. But number two, I hate. Last night I was studying for a test retake today, <laughs> and I asked. How'd it go? I, Terrible. Okay. Um, it's okay. We all have I, those. I asked my Echo Dot, hey, what's the score of the Pittsburgh game? I hear the score from Pittsburgh, Echo and, then, and, and then I hear 
they're playing the football team. Yeah. And it's just like... <laughs> it does not sound right. No, it doesn't sound right, but no. regardless. Come on, Siri, just say Washington. <laughs> But regardless, I, I Siri, you didn't deserve that. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Alex, Alex Smith did. here. He did get. I, I I didn't watch the game. I know he got cleated though, and his yeah. ankle was bleeding a lot. And he did exit the game, but he came well, he back. Didn't exit. He, yeah, he, he did. played through it. Oh, yeah, he he exited. Really play, he played. He played. Then after the drive, he was. Yeah, he, oh, okay, oh yeah. Well, whatever, too. But, yeah. He oh, got tanked. Still, like if your quarterback is. If your quarterback is willing to do that just to put the team on his back while he's he's been through worse, yeah. Oh, that yeah, was not the same leg he had surgery. No, it was not. Well, yeah, but still, like, even it, would would you would you be hurting and screaming, complaining? If oh, you, absolutely. If you got <laughs> yes. So I'm just saying, Alex Smith is definitely brings a certain amount of toughness to this team. I like the, mm-hmm. I like his leadership ability. He's been playing in the NFL for like what ten plus years, veteran. Good. Oh, he's yeah. still a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they have. He's a sufficient enough quarterback to win games. Exactly. exactly. So, and that's not what Dwayne Haskins is, and that's what that's not what Kyle Allen or whatever his mm-hmm. name is yep. either. So, I think that Alex Smith is the is a solution, temporary solution for uh, a problem in there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a quarterback this year, but I think Alex Smith is the perfect quarterback for this team as of now. Honestly, yeah. with the way they're playing, sorry, Jordan, but I mean the way they're playing, they could be too far away in the draft to even. Get a That's quarterback. True. That's so, true. I mean, I mean, last time they drafted a quarterback, it didn't go very well either. They still I think need they wide receivers. Roll. All they got is scary Terry. And don't get me wrong, he's great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're set on defense. Are you forgetting about Randy Moss's son? Logan Thomas though had a career game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's been doing like good in most of the games recently. Yeah, their right. defense is carrying yeah. them, but they have pieces. Oh yeah, and that's what I want to talk about because you talked about. Uh, you talked about the quarterback, Alex Smith, being tough. But I think the reason that this team right now is in the stretch of the, uh, winning games and looking a lot better is because of the toughness of the team and because of the toughness of the defense. They're playing great. Uh, I think it's Sweat, who's, who like, continuously is just knocking down passes, doing a lot of great stuff. Everyone knows about Chase Young, one of the greatest talents we've seen come out of the draft in a long time, in mine and most people's opinions. And so this defense is really stacked. They're really tough. They play more old school football but it's really fun to watch and by the way in that game uh i almost i almost said it wrong the washington football team won that game because uh excuse me they won that game without their number one running back in antonio gibson yeah so just props to them for that speaking of the washington football team we've hyped them up a lot but there are some other teams in their division uh that we want to talk about because the nfc east is actually doing some stuff they got they got criticized. They got stuff thrown at them for being really bad. And really, that division was just a whole garbage on fire thing for a long time. But now some teams are starting to play better. There are yeah. some sparks flying. We're making this video before the Cowboys game, which we'll talk about in just a bit. Uh, at least I'll give uh, you'll you'll learn about that in just a little bit. But um, but there's some sparks going on. The Eagles have some sparks with Hurts coming in. We'll probably get to that as soon as we start talking about the Eagles. We talked about Washington for a long time. And, oh, God, the Giants just beat the Seahawks. So, a lot going on in this division now, and it's getting heated up. Yeah. Um, That's weird to say, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is strange, I mean, especially after what we've seen. We kind of saw something similar last year with this division. But, you know, I had an idea, and if you guys want to go along with it or not, that's all right. But, I mean, I didn't discuss this before we started the podcast. But uh, his there's, idea is there's four teams in this division. Nice. There's four of us. Why don't we each make a case why, okay. like, one, we pick a team and make a case why these this team could go on a run. For the NFC East? Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. honestly, there's cases for all four teams. I, so. I call Washington, then. Okay. okay. I call the... I'll, I'll take call whoever them. you guys don't take. 
Okay. Uh, I think I'll. You go. I'll. Oh, it's either between the Giants or the the football team. I, I call the football team. Oh, okay, yeah. then I'll take the Giants. All right. Um, Eagles with the Cowboys. You know, I don't know which one I want. Um, See, both teams are so forgettable. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, honestly, they they could start to do some stuff. Now. I'm gonna go with the Eagles just because I want to talk about Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Okay. You, 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 you had an easy argument. Just say, oh, Jalen Hurts is gonna go. Yeah. Off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, Ryan, we'll start with you since we talked about Washington. So. Um, you just kind of add on to what we said, I guess, and then we'll each make our cases for our team, and then we'll come back in the end and see who made the best case. Yeah, uh, I, I really think that Washington is, uh, is the favorite to win this division. I know the Giants have the tiebreaker because they swept them, but I just think they're getting hot at the right time. I trust their offense a little bit more than I do the Giants' offense. I think that Alex Smith, uh, like I said, he's not just coming back onto the field and being a comeback story. He's doing that and more. He's playing at a high level. Um, again, like you mentioned, Jordan, I think it was, you know, Antonio Gibson was out. He, you know, had a, you know, career day on Thanksgiving, uh, really put his name out there. Um, one of the many rookies in this league that are having great years. So they've got a solid running attack and the receivers. They're not great, but they don't, you know, they're, they're offense, you know, they're not, you know, chucking it down the field every play. They didn't do that against Pittsburgh. They just took what the defense gave him, played complimentary football, stuck to the fundamentals, and they won that game. Terry McLaurin is great. Logan Thomas is doing better. And Steven Sims is a guy that um, I've started to notice more and more uh, over the past few weeks is starting to contribute as well. So again, there's still room to improve because let's not forget the, this division uh, is still, um, you know, all teams with losing record and the best record is five and seven. So, I mean, this division still has some problems, but I think Washington is the front runner right now because I trust their offense more than the Giants. I think that they clearly have the ability to beat some good teams or at least hang with them. They're well coached by Ron Rivera. I've already praised him in this podcast. And we know about that defense. That front seven is great. Um, the secondary, not as good, but the defense is the strength of this team, particularly that front seven. We saw them, you know, neutralize the Pittsburgh run game. We, we saw them make a big goal line stand. You mentioned guys like um, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, a lot of good young playmakers they have there. I think Washington is the favorite, and I mean, we'll, I mean, it's still wide open. Let's not forget that, and we'll talk about that. But then also, I just trust them more than the Giants. I trust Alex Smith more than Daniel Jones, and I think that the Washington football team, as of the time we're making this, is my favorite to win the division. And I think most of us would technically agree with you. Yeah. We're, we're um, not going, we're, we're not we going that route. We're I not know. The case. We're like lawyers here. Yeah. yeah. And we're just going to go in a circle. So I'll go next. This is Jordan talking, if you can't tell. And so I have uh, had the Eagles. And my case for them is that I talk about sparks going on in this division. Well, there's a spark going on with this team right now. And I think things are, there might change. There was a point where we thought this Eagles team was just going to flat out run through this division when they lost Dak Prescott, the Cowboys I'm talking about, uh, and then Washington and, and the Giants, they were still, you know, not playing their best football so far. They were still kind of well behind. And but and we saw we saw Carson Wentz has been struggling. That's why the Eagles stock had been falling down. But now recent news, we know that Jalen Hurts is going to be playing. And I'll let you guys talk about Jalen Hurts after I'm done too because this is an important thing to talk about. But we'll I think talk it's a, about that as soon as we finish yeah. this topic, I guess. It's a big spark for this team. And as a Bears fan, uh, it kind of gets a little bit of a relationship to what the Bears did. Uh, they had Nick Foles in. It's a kind of. I'll explain it, but I understand why you're a little bit iffy about it. But the Bears had Nick Foles in, and he's not that mobile of a guy. There was offensive line not that good. And you know, ever since Nick Foles came in, besides that Falcons game, the Bears' offense had been struggling. So they switched back to Trubisky because Nick Foles got injured. He's more mobile. That line, although they have gotten better for the Bears, I'm proud of them. Uh, but he's a more mobile guy who can move out, and you don't have to stay behind that line. Well, 
uh, and the Bears' offense had their best game of the year for sure and last lost. year, and maybe even and in the wild. Yeah, in, in, in against lost. the Lions. <laughs> against the Lions, yes. Um, so to be fair, Stafford had a good game. He though. did, yeah. yeah. So th- that Our was tough as a Bears like fan to watch, yeah. but it's very similar to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Now, Eagles fans, you might be sitting there saying, why are you comparing my offense to the Bears' offense? Just Fourth stop. quarter Mitch. <laughs> Fourth quarter Mitch, yeah. Uh, but everyone knows the Eagles' offensive line is not good. And Carson Wentz was just absolutely getting obliterated. I still think that Carson Wentz is a good quarterback in this league. Things have gone wrong for him. It's not been his greatest season. He's had a lot of turnovers, but he's also gotten hit so much. That line is one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in the league. And so now they have a running quarterback in Jalen Hurts. He did it a lot at Oklahoma and even at Alabama as well. And so he's a running quarterback who can get out of the pocket and get away from people trying to tackle him. It really switches up this team. So it's not only Jalen Hurts adding a spark, but there's also more additions to this offense. Uh, Zach Ertz was back last week. Dallas Goddard's been back for a few games after his injury. Elshon Jeffrey hasn't done much, but he's been back. Jalen Rager scored a punt return touchdown last year, last week, excuse me, showing off his speed. And I think the, I'm not sure when Deshaun Jackson's going to be coming back, and we'll see what Travis Fulgham can do. But they are building more weapons on this offense. Their offensive line is not going to be that good, and that's because of a lot of injuries and stuff. Now they got a guy that can move. They got a spark in there because you know this team has not been doing good. They need something to change. That thing has changed. So I think this offense has potential to get a lot better. And with the defense, their front seven is really good. I still honestly really do believe that. They have some great names up there, Fletcher Cox, a headliner of that group. And there's also a knock with the secondary, but you do have to remember they got Darius Slay at the beginning of the year, and maybe he's not having the years that he had in Detroit, but he is still doing some good stuff. So uh, this team is looking up, especially offensively. I don't think defense is going to change that much, but I think there are some sparks flying on the offense, and we'll see uh, what happens with it next week. Now over to my boy Brandon for the Giants. <laughs> um, see, not a lot of people know this about me, but before I was a Packers fan, th- this was when I was young. You were a Giants fan? When the, gi- was, when the Giants were good. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was a Giants fan. Um, uh, were you a Giant loser too? I mean, you still are. Literally a Giant loser. <laughs> He's pretty tall. How tall are you? Uh, my doctors say I'm 6'5", but they didn't press down the hair. Um... <laughs> No, but honestly, the Giants, they're, on paper, their team doesn't look very good. They're not, they don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Their defense is just kind of meh. No, the defense is, is really good. I'll, 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 I'll get to that. Their defense has gotten one of the top two defenses The offense this game, it was mediocre, but it was still good. Giants offense. <laughs> True. It was still good enough for them to win, but... I felt like Colt McCoy did a good job. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. They didn't try to toss him into the spotlight and say like, "Hey, throw for three touchdowns and like 350 yards." Just whatever. I think he only threw for like one or two touchdowns and like two, maybe 200 yards or less. Still not bad at all. With one pick, but still, it's not bad coming off the bench. And you know, it's Colt McCoy. He's been in the league for a while. So um, honestly, I think the Giants. Like Ryan said, the division is wide open. We don't know what's going to happen, but I think that the Giants, with their defense that played really, really well this week, and with Bradbury being like one of the top corners in the league statistically, I think that they have a realistic chance of making the playoffs. But I, I just need. It's not the defensive push. Sorry to butt in on you. But... No, it's fine. But I think that it, in order for them to make the playoffs, I think Daniel Jones does have to come back and light it up. But. Um, honestly, I think that the team, how it is with maybe with Colt McCoy, maybe not without him, I think that they could possibly take it there. I think Joe Judge is a good coach for their for their team. He 
brings a certain aggressiveness and a new culture in the locker room. And the, they seem to be somewhat improving, not despite their record, but they, they've been improving over the last couple of weeks. So I think that's a pretty I mean, they case. started out, what, 0-5? Yeah, yeah. And now, what's the record now? 5-7. and 5-7. Yeah, so not terrible. I mean... 5-2 and two over the last seven weeks. Exactly. That's, that's pretty good. But still, I, I think the Giants have, like every team in this division, has a realistic chance of making the playoffs. But I think the Giants, it's just, you know, uh, something has to go really, really right for them. And something has to go really, really wrong for someone else for them to get in. Yeah. All right. Well, it's now Tyler's time to make his case. And yes, I just refer to my, <laughs> myself in the third person. It's time for Tyler's take. Not really, though, because I don't think the Cowboys are going to be the winner of this division. Um, but I am going to defend them anyways. Because, you know what? they got a great offense. Let's not talk about the defense yet. I'll address that in a second and say why that's not a deal-breaker if I was defending the Cowboys, which I am right now. Now let's look at the offense and just look at the players they have. Simply starting at the wide receiver position. <laughs> oh, wow. I tried to warn you, but I couldn't. Oh, that was quite the um, loud... Bless you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Oh, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it, Brandon. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. <laughs> but um, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Jordan's guy, Michael Gallup, right? Jordan, you love him. Well, he's gone. He's long gone. <laughs> well, yeah, Jordan had like a fantasy. Um, and they got some other guys, too, that I can't think of. They had that rookie that did good in that. What was his name? I don't know. Tony Pollard? No. No, no. no. I'm, sold, I'm sold Dallas. Tony Pollard is my favorite player <laughs> right now. No, I can't. Who are you thinking of? Zeke, it was a, it was a under yeah, better play like trash today. Dude, I, I have him on my fantasy. I'm not gonna think of his name. <laughs> I don't care about your fantasy team. I care about. But my the team. point is, <laughs> you start with their wide receiver position, and that's one of the best wide receiver rooms in the league. I mean, C.D. Lamb is one of the best rookie wide it receivers. Amari Cooper is don't one of the, the best Packers. receivers. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. um, no. And then Michael Gallup could throw himself in the conversation for a number one wide receiver in some places. Uh, he has that in some places. Okay. The Jets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Denzel. Anyway. And we move around on that offense. I know their offensive line is banged up, but if they can get healthy again, they'll have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Zeke has not been himself, but we know what he's able to do. We know what his potential is. He's not going to be able to do it on on Tuesday night against Baltimore, but after that... Jordan's playing against against him in fantasy. You'll hear about that. We'll get to that in... Five minutes, hopefully. Um, yeah. And, you know, then you got Tony Pollard as a backup as well. And then Andy Dalton hasn't been all that bad either at the quarterback position. He's been on and off. He was kind of off in the beginning, but he's starting to get better and better. And a guy that knows he can lead a team, they're going up against the Bengals in week 14, so he's going to have some motivation to win that game. Uh, are we going to – I don't mean to interject, but are we going to talk about what Jerry Jones said about Ben DiNucci? What did he say? He, said, he, he, he compared Ben DiNucci playing that one game to the Broncos playing Kendall Hinton. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Dang. Even though DiNucci did good. I mean, all right. He's not yeah. like he played awful. Yeah. I mean, that was against the Steelers. He right? did better than Hinton, that's for sure. I, I thought it was against the Eagles. Gary Gilbert was the Steelers. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. But let me get back to my case here. Because this is where it gets interesting, and I'm going to talk about the defense <laughs> and try my hardest to defend them. Um... Well, Everything. you look you look at their secondary, and they've given up a lot, but most of their yardage and all that has been towards the beginning of the season. That's not to say they haven't given up a lot of yards recently, but with the offense that uh, the Dallas Cowboys have right now, it's not a deal-breaker that this defense 
um, is just going to lose them every game because they're bad. I mean, they have a lot of good names. They sign a lot of good guys. There's been some injuries. If they can get healthy again, they still got a shot at this. And with the offensive talent, I mean, there is no way that with a couple division games left that they um, will com- be completely out of it by the time week 16 or even week 17 comes by. So watch out for the Cowboys as well. No, I'm joking. Uh, you probably couldn't even hear what I said anyways, but I was meeting. Yeah, somebody. so let's go through and just say the name of the team we think is going to win this division. Based, regardless Washington of what we said. Board, right? Does everyone think Washington? Yeah. I, I haven't officially done the playoff machine, but I'll say Washington. Mm, I'll say Washington too, but the Eagles are close. All right, well, let's talk about the Eagles right now because Jordan mentioned Jalen Hurts. Uh, so big story. He's going to be starting. All the yeah, we did. They all, yeah. Washington. They all we knew he was going to say Washington. Um, Jalen Hurts is starting, so congratulations to him. He's got a great worth ethic. He deserves to be on the field. I didn't even talk about that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I got to talk about Jalen Hurts' worth I can't, I can't even talk. <laughs> work ethic. Uh, in fact, on Instagram today, I saw a video of his worth work ethic. Yeah. And after he can't a say game that, that he won, he was frustrated about something, so he went to the weight room, and he continued to work. And that's why I like Jalen Hurts. Um, I Good would, old I would like if he didn't run it as much, but also it's something that the Eagles need right now. So, um, you know, I do like his work ethic. Work, I can't work say that ethic. word. Work I can't ethic. say Roethlisberger. I can't say work ethic. You just said both of them. When you get mad, it seems like you can say yeah. stuff. Don't don't like like the other Ang- video angriness can sometimes be a good motivation. Let's just not play Mario Kart and then we'll see. Anyway, so back to Jalen Hurts. You know what, to me... This is funny. I, yes. I do like the decision to play Jalen Hurts just because you need to change something. And in no way am I trying to bash Carson Wentz. Heck, he was a top-ten quarterback for me heading and, into this season. Heck, uh, we did a video at the beginning of the season uh, between Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. We po- you chose Dak. Too, I did. Right? Me and Ryan chose Dak. Tyler chose Carson I chose Carson Wentz because there's a lot to like from him still. And it's been a year of bad decisions from him. Uh, left and right, really. I, ca- I can't defend that, but you can still see the talent that he has. It- it's tough to do stuff when you have people in your face every single play. And he does try and move around, but even then it's not enough. But um, with Jalen Hurts, why I think this is a good idea to make this happen is because, one, he can move around. Two, they needed to change. And they needed it quickly, so why not go with it? So I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be a guy that completely changes this team around just single-handedly, but maybe the culture of the team changes once there's a um, change in the quarterback. I don't think it's going to be great from Hurts, but I'm excited to see what happens nonetheless. Yeah, they had to fix something because, you know, they can't just say, okay, we're going to mail it in and, you know, just, you know, hold it for next year because this team is still in that NFC East race. So they, they cannot just, you know... Um, you know, stop trying to win. No one should ever really stop trying to win, but they are still in this race. They've got some division games left. And Carson Wentz, you know, is he, you know, should, are we ready to call him a bust? I do not think so. I think this no is a, Carson no. Wentz? Yeah, no way. No, no. I think no. As, as a Bears fan, I would be happy to have Carson Wentz on my team right now. Me too. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I think it's way too early to call him a bust, so I don't think there should be any of that. I think that it's just been an off year. There has been some you know, regressing in some categories of his play, but maybe he just needs a little break, you know, go to the film room, work with the coaches. I don't know what else it is. Literally almost his whole entire offense is injured out. At least at one point in the season, it was really bad. Now it's getting better. The offensive line is still bad, as I talked about, but. 
Yeah, and I feel like, you know, if Jalen Hurts struggles, too, that you maybe can't you can't really blame say, both of them. It's not yeah. really their fault. It, Part, to an extent. Partly their to fault. An extent, to yeah. an extent. I'm sure Carson Wentz would tell you himself that he blames himself, but yeah. also there's a, a lot of things going on, too. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see Jalen Hurts, and I feel like that'll be a good indicator because if Jalen Hurts can succeed the rookie coming off the bench, then you're, you know first-round quarterback from 2016 that got an extension should be able to as well. But maybe it's the supporting cast that's the problem. We'll, it remains to be seen, but I'm eager to find out. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to our next topic here. I'm trying to decipher if we should let Jordan go on his rant now or later. Because well, I got to go somewhat minutes. soon. Yeah, I'll go quick. I'm not going to go too All much. right. So Jordan wants to talk about his fantasy team. Then we're going to talk about um, the live rankings. We're going to react okay. to those. And then we got two more topics to talk about. So Jordan, rant. Well, <laughs> we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday. comes out on the next day, which is a Wednesday. And the Cowboys-Ravens game is obviously uh, Tuesday night, which is today. And um, so the situation I'm in right now is that if I don't win this game, I don't make the playoffs. And currently all my players are done. So I'm in a situation where I'm just waiting for Justin Tucker, uh, the Ravens defense, and Ezekiel Elliott to play. And I'm up by 20 Two points, I think, is what it is. Might be a bit more, might be a bit less. Uh, so I just have to sit here and patiently wait uh, and probably cry watching the game tonight uh, and just see what happens and, and goes down. But it's a very scary situation for me. Um, I don't really talk fantasy much on the channel or on the podcast because uh, I just don't think that, you know, it's something that all interest. I mean, we're all very interested in it, but it's something that we just never really thought of creating content for because we'd have to like put rankings out every week i'm sure we can do it maybe every once in a while but i'm a huge fantasy guy the reason that i got into football is because of fantasy football it's the first thing i've ever done really football related gambling, gambling yes money um <laughs> and that's kind of what brought us to love football i think this goes across the board it brought us to love football it's eventually what brought us to make the youtube channel and now the podcast so it's something that i really love i put a lot of time every week into it and um, I'm, I'm just very scared right now for what's about to go down. Fantasy owners all around the world, they are hopefully sympathizing with me. And you guys already know what happened, probably. Uh, I, I'm just hoping for a shot to get to the playoffs. And if I get there, I think I'll be playing Ryan. If Yeah, uh, if you, if you win, you'll be playing me because you'll move me up to the three yeah. seed. Um, so, I'm cautiously optimistic, but also not that optimistic. Scary moment just to sit here and watch, especially as a big... Uh, fantasy football guy as I am, and um, you know I'm it's it's scary. That's what I'll say. And like I said, uh, hopefully you're all sympathizing with me. But I just wanted to to mention that, and um, don't wish me good luck because I don't want to be jinxed. <laughs> well, I'll I'll just say we're all rooting for you because uh, you've I already mean, said that. Before. Yeah, yeah. I, I want I want you in the playoffs, and you know everyone every fan. He wants every he's rooting for me so he could beat me. Well, yeah. <laughs> one week at a time. You know, next week if we're playing, obviously it'll Trust be different. Me, I know but, one week at a time. You know, I yeah. have to win the last three. Two weeks to even get to this yeah, point. Yeah, so, so we're hoping for the best, but you know, it's up to whatever happens on the field on Tuesday. Yeah, on the field. <laughs> All right. Well, the rankings are going to start. I would say they're probably going to start yeah, releasing them in about late. five minutes we from can now. Talk about one more thing. Let's go. We can talk. I mean, Greg Williams or well, let's go. Oh, yeah, let's Paul, go. Jump to that in a second because while we're talking about college football, we might as well talk about that coastal BYU game because that's going to have some implications on the rankings this week. Um, so if you weren't watching that game. BYU against Coastal Carolina. Both teams, obviously not, or not obviously, but they were not uh, scheduled to play at the beginning of the season. They wanted to play each other to get another or another good win on their resume or 
if you're in BYU and really Coastal's case, a good win in general on their resume. And so it was a really good game. Came down to the last play. Uh, Zach Wilson throwing down the middle. And they get to the one and a half yard line. Can't score a touchdown. They need to score a touchdown. And the game is over. So it was really fun to watch. Uh, but I think a lot of people going into that game expected BYU to win that game. They have a Heisman contender in Zach Wilson. Don't get me wrong. He's a great quarterback. But Coastal Carolina... They really played well. That defense did a lot of good stuff for them. It's the first time I've watched both of these teams this year. I was impressed by both teams, but I liked the running game from Coastal Carolina. I liked the defense, and I liked the, the uh, passing game as well from Coastal Carolina. So I was really shocked by what they were able to do against a team that a lot of people thought was really good at BYU. And, Ryan, uh, you said it after the game. That is exactly why the committee had them ranked at 13. Yeah, I, I mean, you know... I, I kind of did, you know, think the same way as the committee that, you know, it's great that you're blowing out all these teams, but it comes to a certain point where you have to look at the schedule and say, okay, you're undefeated, but there's a team with one loss or two loss that has um, really shown a lot more through their schedule. And, I mean, even though they lost, I do want to say I gained a lot of respect for, I mean, both teams, but I'll say they BYU. They played very well. I know I gained a lot of respect for both teams, especially BYU, because they were unhappy with their ranking, but they didn't sit there and whine and complain about the system. They said, okay, we're going to go schedule a game, you know, Fly all the way to South Carolina from Utah, a couple days' notice. You know, don't have a traditional week of practice for it. I respect the heck out of them for actually taking the assertive and not just complaining and saying, okay, we understand where we are. We want to make it better ourselves. We're not just going to sit there and whine. So, BYU, props to you for, you know, taking the assertive. And even though you lost, I um, really respect the fact that you went out there and uh, scheduled a ranked opponent. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because going across the country and, and not knowing that game was going to happen, but really for both teams, not knowing that game was going to happen, not knowing like whose film you're watching and stuff like that, it's hard, but it's especially hard for BYU going across the country and doing it. But obviously, if if you follow college football and you follow Zach Wilson, you said any place, anytime, anywhere, well, it was anywhere across the country, and unfortunately they lost, but I'm sure there was zero regrets from the BYU program that they played that game. And I wouldn't be surprised if either Coastal or BYU was looking for some other game to play. Maybe Cincinnati. I think that would be a fun one to watch. Yeah, it would be. Um, so I don't think the rankings have started yet. I'm trying so to find them. But Ryan's trying to find them. Um, but we have one more talk that we want to talk about before the live rankings reactions, and that is Greg Williams getting fired from the Jets. Uh, if you did not get to see the end of that game, uh, very fishy from the Jets. Um, you know, are they are they really trying to tank? Uh, so Greg Williams, the defense coordinator of the Jets, if you did not know, he's the one who got fired. And last play of the game, they're playing the Raiders. And the Raiders were in a Hail Mary because they were not particularly close. Was, was it the Raiders? or I thought that was the Rams. No, it was the Raiders. Oh, okay. And Henry Ruggs, we know, is oh, a speedster. Yeah. He can he can burn some guys, and we, we know he's very fast. But the Jets decided to call an all-out blitz on a Hail Mary play. And that's, just, that's just football 101 that you play prevent defense. I don't care if you're really trying to win the game right now. I mean, you're up. They need a touchdown. The likelihood of this happening, even though we saw it happen – with the Hail Murray, I don't know if that played any, any, into into the decision at all, but it's a very very low percentage play that a Hail Mary is completed, and you don't just run a all out blitz um, during a Hail Mary because that makes the percentage go a lot up, and it's very fishy. Are they really trying to tank? Either way, Greg Williams is gone, and I think the upper management said, "Hey, um, that was not a good decision." I think that surely is why he's fired, but. Jets fans looking at their phones whenever Greg Williams is fired, and it's like, okay, uh, Jets fire, and then they're like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, Greg yeah. Williams. Oh, <laughs> it's not Adam Gase yet. Yet. Yet, yet. yet. Uh, so that's the situation with 
uh, Greg Williams. Yeah, and it's a it's a fireable decision. The blitz on the hill, Mary. I mean, I just don't know. It's just who, not football. Who in their right minds? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna blitz five, then that's it's okay. I mean, you still it's have a six, hail mary. Well, yeah, but you still have six guys in coverage. If you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna call a zero blitz yeah. or whatever, or cover zero. I actually zeros, didn't watch the full playback. Did, I'm guessing one of you well, guys watched it back. I I, wa- I watched it back and. Second off, you ha- you have it looked like Henry Ruggs is one on one in man coverage. Yeah, he's gonna burn the guy if you got three guys on the opposite side of the field. I have yeah, to look what? at it again. Just the whole thing didn't make sense to me. I'm gonna try and find this ranking so yeah. we can. Uh, react. I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I don't know when it's six oh four, so we'll see. It doesn't usually start on time, but all right. Uh, well, we covered all the topics that we wanted to talk about today. Um, so let's get a little bit fun here, I guess. Um, so. Let's just let's just go with this. All right. So, um, usually whenever we film our podcast, we do a film t- or film. I always say film because I'm just so used to saying it. From Record the, the YouTube channel. Record our podcast. <laughs> uh, we do it on a Tuesday, and we all hang out uh, here after and play some games. And sometimes we play before. So uh, we play Mario Kart a lot before. Oh, so oh. Brandon, I want to I want you to talk about the experience, uh, the experiences. <laughs> or really, it's just been one experience, but well, a ex- couple. Did we play it more than once? Twice. Yeah. You played it twice? Okay. Uh, talk about that experience. Well, I mean, what is it? Is it a GameCube or N64? GameCube. GameCube. Okay. I, I grew up playing Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart. I think it's a great game. I always played it on the Nintendo DS. Yeah. I've never played on... I've never played a GameCube. I've never played a game it's on Mario the Kart GameCube. Double Dash on the GameCube, by the way. I, the best Mario Kart out there. It's, uh, it's go good. I, I, I like it. But, um... I mean, it, it, it's fun, but not at your first time, obviously, but... Well, I mean, we were playing, if you've ever played Mario Kart, you know what Baby Park is. So that one, it's really wide open. It's the circle one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the most fun That's one. my favorite. Yeah, That's the one we all screaming on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, the one I was screaming on was Rainbow Road. Oh, because you kept falling off. Yes, because there's no freaking barriers. Dude. <laughs> that one it's... is annoying. Even I'm good at the game and I fall off a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, like... so just imagine the four of us sitting in... A room just screaming like little girls uh, playing the game. And uh, like I said, if you've played uh, Mario Kart before, you know what Baby Park is. It's the oval one. And anything could happen on that one. Even if you're not good at the game, you can still yeah. win that one because of items that you can get. And like it's it just very, it gets very hectic and it's very fun. So I was playing Madden 2 is pretty chaotic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, we, we've had our, our Madden showdowns in the past you, before. Can you find one on your phone that's not explicitive? <sighs> I don't think I Tyler has them. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, but well, long, long story <laughs> Tyler short. took some videos of us playing. Long story short, I was playing as the 49ers, and I don't know. I think you were playing as the Seahawks or something. I, I, I can't remember, but Jimmy G could not throw an accurate football, so I put in Nick Mullins, and Nick Mullins played okay. I mean, he's it's like, like he is right now. <laughs> like he's just, he's just 64 overall, but come on, Jimmy G, you got to get those accuracy stats up. <laughs> But, um, you gotta get those cats up. Yes. Yeah. No. But the the touchdown table gaming nights are. Oh, they're always, very fun. I mean, we love fun, we yeah. love recording these podcasts. But yes. I think yeah. one of my favorite parts of not only the day but of the week is uh, our fun that we have after our recording. Whether it's playing video games or throwing a ball around in my basement and chasing each other, oh, attacking yes. each other around. <laughs> That's exhausting. That's just though. a little bit of an insider onto what happened, what goes down here. But um, we're all. Uh, 16, 17, 18-year-olds yeah. doing this, and uh, we still are little kids so exactly. at heart. And um, it's it's very fun. Still waiting for Tyler to come back down down here now. He's yeah. looking oh, at the rankings we I, talked about. Tyler but. just told me this, but okay. he, he showed it to me on his phone, but 
my NIU Huskies are playing your potential ball state. Yeah. Right now. In yeah. what and sport? Football? Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? Right yeah. now. And by the, by the way, um, did you, Central Michigan, which he had that. previously thought he was going to go to, played ball state uh, this weekend. It, and uh, they ball state tore him apart. So. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I have a somewhat live reaction here. I took a picture of it as they're doing the rankings right now. Why, why weren't they on the ESPN app? I don't like, know. All right. But Miami's at 10. Okay. Yeah. Georgia's at nine. Still too high. Cincinnati moved back down to eight after a rough week. And Iowa State's at seven. Well, okay. Cincinnati didn't play. That, that's that's not Iowa horrible. Iowa State is at seven. Iowa State's at seven. I had Iowa State at eight but in Cincinnati. Seven, but I don't think that's horrible. Since, Iowa State is putting together a really nice resume. Two of their losses. They had the loss week one to the Raging Cajuns at home. That was bad. It was 31-14. to 14. Mm-hmm. They just did not look at Louisiana. That's the one that right? sticks in what? there. Yeah, Louisiana, yeah. But looking at what they've done, they have... I'm just going to pull up their resume really quick. Their other loss is a close loss to Oklahoma State, who uh, I don't know if they're ranked or not, but look at what else they've done. They beat Oklahoma. They beat Texas. They beat Oklahoma when they were Oklahoma wasn't playing their best football. Well, but still, still, still yeah. they beat Oklahoma and they beat Texas. They beat Kansas Texas State. Texas has been weird this Texas year. Texas has been very weird this year. They beat Kansas State forty-five to nothing, and last to this past weekend they beat West Virginia forty-two to six. And West Virginia was previously the best defense in the Big Twelve. So honestly, I kind of understand the committee um, putting them ahead of Cincinnati. I don't agree with it. Maybe if I looked into it more, I could be swayed. But I really. I really, um, you know, do think this Iowa State team is doing well. They're going to be playing Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. That's set um, for December 19th. So uh, as far as uh, what, did he, what did Tyler say? Tyler said Miami was at 10? Yeah. Miami at 10, I'm going to see where I have. I think you had them around 10. Yeah. I had Miami at 9, so okay. not horrible. I had Iowa State at 8, and then, you know, Cincinnati at 7. So Iowa State, Cincinnati, I think it's interesting. I think the only reason I had, you know, Iowa State below Cincinnati was because of that loss to the Cajuns, a loss to a non-Power 5 team, while Cincinnati, they're playing really well, but I really don't think an undefeated Cincinnati team well, is going to be Well, just like enough. BYU, I think they yeah. play better competition, but we've seen, especially this year with the committee, that they're not going to rank teams as high if they, have, if they don't have a good strength of schedule. They need to play good opponents, and although Cincinnati is undefeated, and we know that, that we had more confidence that they were a better team than BYU because... They did really good last year as well, and they're playing some better people. But I think it's really coming down to strength of schedule this year. In a year where scheduling is not going very well, and soon we're going to get our next bunch of rankings. Um, we're talking about scheduling with Ohio State. Their game got canceled yeah. this week with Michigan, a big rivalry game. One of the, uh, if not the biggest rivalry game in all of college football. It hasn't been very good recently, but it's still been a rivalry game. Uh, got canceled. Yep. And that's going to be, it could be very detrimental to Ohio State because Although we know they're a great team, their offense has been playing well, their defense took a slight step down, but they've lost some pieces. Um, we know they're a great team, but if they're not playing enough games, maybe some other teams might slip into their last spot to, yeah. to uh, get into the playoffs. Teams maybe like Oklahoma, especially Florida and A&M are some other ones. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you got to play, but um, so we talked about 7-10. Do, do we have one through six? We do. All right, let's see. Go, go, should we go six to one? We're going one. Oh, okay. I'm at 6-1. to one. It builds up a little more suspense. Well, wait. no, 1-6 to six is more suspense. Yeah, do whatever you want. Well, we know what 1-2 and two is going to be, and you guys already know as you're watching this. I mean, Andy. Yeah. Watching? Listening? Alabama is 1 and Notre Dame is 2. Okay, no problems with that, right? We all, no, yeah, okay. that's perfect. Clemson is 3, Ohio State is 4. Okay, yeah. I don't agree with that, So that's the do. same as last week. Okay. That's the same as last week. And we'll get to Ohio State in a second. And we at 5-6, we and six, 
Florida ahead of A and M. Yes. Did they switch? Was, no, A and M's at five. Oh, oh so you got it. So it's from the Matthews. So it's the same him. top six as last week. Okay. Okay. This is getting a little boring, but you know, having the same top six, what three weeks in a row is it? Pretty much. It's really yeah. tough. No, Cincinnati moved back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not top seven so I mean, anymore. Yeah. Uh, but me and Ryan were having this conversation over the phone. We didn't get to it in person. I'll try to go quickly because I know you have to leave soon, right? Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about Ohio State for. Uh, you thought A&M should be at, at four. So yes. we're having that discussion, and we're talking about the previous game with Michigan State last week, how Ohio State played really well, but A&M has been playing better. Kellen Mond looked better last week, and that defense uh, really did some good stuff. Uh, the game against LSU was just not good for that team. I think Kellen Mond had his worst game as a starter, although it still was a decent game, I guess, by them. It was uh, 20 to nothing with a minute left. Yeah, it's but if you watch the whole game, which I watched a lot of it, it was not nearly a 20 to nothing blowout game that you, you thought it would be, at least in my opinion. Uh, but I think it's close, but I, I think personally Ohio State has the better talent. Now, learning, though, that Ohio State's game this week is canceled with Michigan, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, if they had weighed that into the decision or not. I'm sure they yeah. heard about it, and, uh, and it was definitely a factor. But I think that in the future, if Ohio State is not able to continue to play games like they are right now, uh, then it, it could be bad for them, and that could let a team like A&M or Florida, if A&M drops a game or something. Because remember, well, Florida's A&M did probably going to be playing Alabama and the They will be playing. Yeah, yeah they will. That's confirmed. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, if, if Ohio State's not able to play games, then it could be devastating to them in their, in their whole organization, and they could possibly lose a playoff spot because of it. All right, and one last note. We talked about the uh, Coastal Carolina-BYU game. Yeah. Coastal Carolina moved up five spots to 13. Okay. Which right, makes BYU sense. Was. And BYU bet, knew back five spots to 18. So they just so switched they literally spots. switched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that basically completely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Texas made it to 20 on the Where's So they um, boosted back up. Oklahoma's at 11, so yeah. they stayed where they were last week. And then another notable one, USC moved up five spots. So there's actually yeah. a viable Pac-12 well, contender. They played on Sunday, didn't USC? Yeah, yeah. They, so they played really Sunday well. game for And uh, also Trojans. Cincinnati moved back one. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you guys talked yeah, about that. I disagree with it, but not that strongly. And, I mean, it does kind of make sense because, you know, you Who look took at... took their spot again? Oh, Iowa, Iowa State. State. Yeah, Iowa State. I have Iowa State at eight and Cincinnati at seven. So I, I mean, Brock Purdy, he's been playing a little bit. He right? has. They've got Brees Hall, the running back, who might be a top three back in the country. But who are some of the people at the bottom? I want to, like, 25. Do you have those I, so I, I didn't get their time to take that screenshot. I could read you 15 uh, to 20. Oh, yeah. Look it up, probably. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I want to yeah, see if TCU got ranked. That's I don't think so. Um, so, 20 to um, 15 or 16. Texas is 20. Louisiana, Raging Cajuns back. Six spots up to 19. BYU, 18. North Carolina, 17. And Iowa at 16. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just curious to see, you know, uh, you know, how do they weigh, um, you know, teams like, you know, that are 4-0, you know, like Pac-12, we got Colorado, who's 4-0, USC, who's 4-0, we had USC, where did you say USC was? Um, they moved up to 15. Okay, I had them at 16. Okay, so basically the right idea is Colorado ranked? Um, actually, they might have been in the 20 to 25, really, okay. but I don't know for sure. I'm trying to find it all right now. As we do this, yeah. Let's see. Maybe I'll find it. Yeah. But regardless, wait. This might be it. Yeah, I found it. Okay. So, Colorado's at twenty-one. 
I have him at 22. Okay. And then Oklahoma State's at 22. I have him at 23. NC State is at 23. I have him at 20. 24 <laughs> is Tulsa and 25 is Missouri. So there Missouri. it is. Missouri, whoa. Yeah. They beat someone good this week, right? I mean, they beat Arkansas. It was not, I mean, Arkansas better than we thought, but really, Missouri, wow. Yeah, um, anyway. I gotta look, I gotta look at their schedule. It doesn't matter. But, I, no, yeah. I know, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. I gotta look at their schedule. I did not expect that, you know. Um, yeah, and then. Where, yeah. Is North Carolina, right? North Carolina, yeah. Yes, they yeah. Are. I didn't hear you say them, but yeah. I heard NC State. I just yeah, NC, I'm glad NC State's ranked. They've been having a quiet, good year, you know. Um, dude, I mean, their, one, lo- their one loss is to Miami. One of their losses is to Miami. It was, was a 44, 41 game. And then their other loss was to UNC, and I think they had one more loss in there. I'm not sure who it was to. And they also do have a win over Liberty, which is actually a decent win because Liberty only has one loss. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I actually I, I have to go right now. I have to leave the podcast a little bit early. Um, so well, I mean, we can just wrap it up. Yeah, about yeah, anyways. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we finished all the topics we had to talk about. We did get the live reaction to the rankings. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, I hope they did a good job in the ending. We did a good fun. job in the beginning. I uh, know that. Um, but thank you guys for listening, regardless <laughs> as to how long you listen to this podcast for, the beginning, the end, whatever uh, you listen minutes. to. Gonna be 48 minutes. We're coming up on 49 when we wrap it up. Uh, so I just want to thank you guys That's once again for watching. Good. Make sure to leave us a good rating. And with that, we will see you guys later. See ya. See ya.